Music. <gasps> Do you have a dream for your life? Or have you completely given up dreaming? Everyone can create their dream life. And it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. And just before we get to our show, I was just talking to one of my clients who had her first session about her first hypnotherapy session about three weeks ago. And oh my goodness, she was glowing. I mean, she was had the biggest smile on. She looked about 10 or 15 years younger than her age. Not that I'm really sure what her age is, but she just was glowing. She was absolutely beautiful. And she was like, you know what? This shit works. I was like, I know this shit works. It was just amazing. So I just want to share that with you because that makes me so happy when I see the changes in people from um, their hypnotherapy sessions. Uh, Just makes my, you know, heart burst with happiness. So I just want to share that with you. But today we're talking about money. I love talking about money, you know that. And today we're talking about um, are you too old or too young to learn about money? And here's the quick version. If you've only got two seconds to listen to me, you're never too old or too young to learn about money. Never, ever, ever. Sometimes, you know, parents will say to me, oh, my kid's only five. They're too young to learn about money. No, they're not. That's a great time to teach kids about money. It's a fantastic time. So, you know, don't ever think I'm too old or I'm too young or whatever, you're not, you're the perfect age. I mean, maybe if you're 18 months old, maybe you're a bit too young then, but really kids can learn about money from as young as four or five. They understand the concepts. You just need to put the concepts into, you know, um, like four or five-year-old language. So it's really easy, like, you know, you help with taking the dishes off the table, and I'll pay you 20 cents. Um, A friend of mine, he had um, his young son, he did a deal with his young son that um, his young son, when he got home from work, would bring him like a can of beer. And, um, and, you know, they agreed on an amount which was like a dollar a night. Anyhow, so after a year, year, the the son did it and the son, the son said to his father after a year, I'm being ripped off here, Dad. Like, I reckon it should be a dollar a beer. The <laughs> father went, okay, then. <laughs> so he then started to charge his father a dollar a beer. So every time he got up to get his father a beer, it was a dollar, and he kept a tally. And at the end of the week, he gave his father an invoice of how many beers he'd gotten for him out of the fridge. <laughs> you know, the kid was making like a fortune. So I mean, he had, that child had it all worked out. And, um, you know, he was about, he was in his um, early teens, but he'd worked it all out. And, um, you know, and then he went on to do other things. He went on to do ads and 
stuff like that. And um, that child actually made an awful lot of money. So you're never too young or too old to learn about money. You know, just put it in terms that kids can understand. You know, if you clear the table, I'll pay you a dollar a week or whatever it is. And then when they get that dollar, you know, teach them not to spend it all. Some of it they can spend, they can spend 20 cents or 30 cents and the rest of it they save. Um, and, um, you know, I remember uh, some kids in my family uh, learning to save and, um, and they'd be like, you know, will you buy me this? And I'd be like, no, you can use your savings. And they'd be like, and I'd be like, do you really want it? No, not that much. No, I don't want it enough to spend my own money. And he used to just laugh. They were happy to spend my money. They just didn't want to spend their money. And they were like six and seven, you know, and they had worked out that they'd saved this money from their pocket money. And when they really, really, really wanted something, their money was there. <clears throat> so one of them really, really wanted a bike. And the money was there. So they were like, okay, well, I'll wait for Christmas. And if I don't get the bike at Christmas, I'll buy it in the January sales. Now, it's really smart for a seven or eight-year-old to work out, you know, I'll wait for Christmas. And, of course, Christmas came and they got the bike. So they saved their money for something else. Um, but that's what I mean. Kids are too young to learn about money they're smarter than you think they've got it all clued in um, and what they don't have clued in you teach them you know they they're like little sponges and so you're really setting them up for you know having a, a great money mindset when they're older and being able to you know save and invest when they're older so you're really setting them up for success when they're older, even if they do nothing when they're younger in terms of, you know, um, being an entrepreneur, then they will certainly um, be better with money. When they're older, they'll understand money and won't, they won't be fearful of it. They'll understand that they have to earn money, save money, invest money. They'll understand the concepts around money and uh, so it won't be alien. It won't be like, oh, my God, this is all just alien and, you know, dad used to do it or mum used to do it and I don't want any part of it. And you don't, um, they won't have any of those thoughts. They'll know exactly what to do. And so from their first job, they'll start saving and they'll start putting money away. Um, I know, you know, with my niece when she was living with me and I said to her, from her first job, her very first paycheck, put money in the bank. And she said to me after about six months of working, she came and she said to me, oh, my goodness. You know, she was 17 at the time. She was like, oh, you know, Annie Braun, like, I'm not saving as much as, you know, I thought I should be. I just had a look in my savings account. And I'm like thousands of dollars, you know, there's thousands of dollars less in there than should be than what I should be putting away. And I said, well, have you gone through and had a look about, you know, where you're spending your money, you're obviously taking money out of your savings account when you shouldn't be. You should be living on the balance of whatever you're living on. And I said, go through and have a look at where you're spending your money. And um, so anyhow, she came back um, a couple of weeks later and she was like, 
oh my god I just went through and looked at where you know I was spending my money and I said where's that she was like uber eats I was like got my and she's like I've already deleted that app never again am I ordering uber eats and she hasn't she hasn't ordered uber eats i had a few times she'd say to me can you order uber eats for me and i'd be like no i you're not moving you know that expense from you to me no <laughs> but it just shows you you know i just said look at where you're spending your money as soon as she did that she identified it and then she fixed it that was it she's never had another uber eats not to say she's never had another takeaway she has but now she goes and collects it or now she buys it on the way home or whatever but she doesn't use uber eats and of course because she doesn't use uber eats she eats less takeaway and she's worked out that it's cheaper to you know, make food at home rather than um, buy takeaway. So, um, you know, she's now constantly um, aware of her savings. And now that she's at university and she's, you know, not working full time and she's working part time, it's even more important for her to know exactly where she's spending her money and where her money's going. So your kids are never too young and equally you are never too old. So if you're listening to this show and you're thinking, you know, I'm 55 or I'm 60, like, God, that ship has passed for me, that's absolutely not true. It's never passed. Even if you're 80, it's never, ever passed. Um, that is just a story we tell ourselves. Um, and we tell ourselves all sorts of stories. And here's the thing. We then say, oh, my God, that's the truth. We not only tell ourselves the story, but then we say to ourselves, that story is the truth. When in actual fact, it's a whole load of, let me say it, shit, it's complete crap. It's nonsense. You are never too old to learn about money. I love this story. There was um, a man who lived in Queensland. He's probably passed away now. I heard this story maybe 10 or 12 years ago. And um, his wife died and he was about, you know, 86 and his kids, of course, had all grown up, his grandkids had all grown up and his wife passed away and it left him alone. And um, he thought, you know, like, what's left for me now? Like my wife's gone, my kids have grown up, like I see them, you know, maybe once a month or once every two months, but they've got their own lives and you know, he was like, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do with my life now? And then he decided, you know, him and his wife had always talked about travelling the world. And so then he decided that he would save up and um, he saved for six or seven months of the year and then for the other five or six months of the year he travelled. So he saved and saved and saved for that six months of the year and he said to his family, don't buy me any gifts, just give me, you know, like even if it's $20, give me $20 for Christmas and birthdays and all of that to go into my travel fund. And I think, you know, his family thought he was probably a bit, you know, crazy. And so he would um, buy a ticket, wait till, you know, um, tickets went on special. He'd buy um, a flight to somewhere in the world and um, he'd leave about April 
and he'd come back, you know, about September, October, so he'd gone five or six months, and he would just spend that time travelling. And whilst he was away, he had an apartment and he rented that apartment um, for, for those dates. And it had, you know, he had to pack his clothes away and stuff like that. But he was like, oh, that's okay. And he'd say, you know, every year he would spend five or six months traveling and um, he'd work out where he wanted to go. And it was always off the list that him and his wife had talked about. And when he was interviewed, he was about 93 or 94. And he'd been doing it for about um, eight years. And he said, you know, I always go and I always, you know, imagine that I'm taking my wife with me or my wife's coming with me. And and he saved for that, as I said, six or seven months of the year, said to his family, don't give me presents because there's nothing I need. Just give me money towards my travelling fund. So he was in his 80s and 90s and he was still saving and he was still, you know, living a wonderful life and travelling and having an absolute ball. And he said that he used to stay in youth hostels of all places. You know, here he is in his 80s and 90s and staying in youth hostels because, of course, they were cheaper. But he said... I met some amazing people and he said it was really interesting because the young people were really, really welcoming. And often they'd say to me, you know, come and spend the day with us. So he said I always had people to travel with and it was really good fun. Um, So, um, you know, you're never too old, you're never too young uh, to learn about money, to save, to change your financial life. So we are going to a break. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. Um, I'm Bronwyn Smith and we are on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be back in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is It Starts with a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at Bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And yes, send me an email, book a discovery call if you would like to work with me. And there are so, um, you know, many ways that we can work together on many things, whether it be money or things related to money, like anxiety um, and being, you know, overly stressed about money and wondering if you can pay your bills. Um, and I assure you, you probably can. You just need to change how you um, spend your money. You just need to change your spending habits. But you were probably wondering what I was doing on that break. And on that break, it came through. If you have been watching um, or if you follow me, you'll know that about this time of year, Rodney Clark, which is a uh, a really well-known company in Australia that has lovely clothes has a sale about now and I just got the notification that the sale was starting now and things are $19 um, upwards so the cheapest is $19 but there's loads and loads of stuff um, that's on sale for $19 so if you're in Australia go to Rodney Clark and look at some of their sale items because uh, it's really worth it and they've got some great stuff. So back to our topic, um, and that is part of our topic, you know, you're never too old or too young to learn about money and your spending habits are part of that. You know, what do you do with your money? Where does your money go? Do you know where your money goes? And you're never too old or too young to learn about that. Um, and before the break, I was saying that, you know, sometimes parents say to me, like, my kid's only five. Like, should they be learning about money now? Yes, they should. They should be learning about money now. They should be learning that, you know, if they do some work, then they get paid for it, even if the pay is only really little. And um, and then when they get paid, they need to save and then they can, you know, choose what they spend their savings on. And um, they might save up for a bike or for a game that you won't buy them or whatever, but at least they've got their own money to spend as they wish. Um, and, um, and you'll see kids... Um, it's quite interesting. Kids will innately, you know, um, have their own way of dealing with money. <clears throat> I know when I was younger and my sister was younger, I used to save all the time and my sister spent all the time. Nothing has changed in adulthood. I still save, she still spends, and I still say to her, you know, God, you've got to save. And she's like, I know. I will. She's been telling me for year, you know, 50 years, yeah, I'll save. She still hasn't. So it's those sorts of habits that you, you know, that you can change when kids are really little. If they're, you know, getting their pocket money and spending it all, no, 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 let's save some of that. You know, so changing those um, what could be bad habits into really good habits. No, save some of that so that you can, you know, buy something you know bigger um and um i knew um some young adolescents they started saving at 14 because they decided that when they were 18 and finished school that they wanted to travel for a year so they started saving at 14 finished school bought a ticket 
and um, went overseas and travelled for a year and had the time of their lives. They had so much fun. Um, and every Christmas and birthday, they just say, give us, you know, give us money, we'll put it into our savings account. And, um, and so that's what they did. So you're never too young. Don't ever think your kids are too young. And there are some really smart kids out there that have done amazing things that have started amazing businesses, even though they've been in their teens and um and some of the businesses have made you know a lot of money so don't underestimate your kids your kids are super smart and they will really um, understand money better than you think and once they're on that um learning curve about money like they you know, chances are they probably won't ever get off that. And also this sort of stuff isn't taught in schools. It really should be. That's what, I mean, geography is really interesting. I love it because I love to travel. History is really interesting. Again, I love it because I love to travel. All of that is fantastic. Obviously, we've got to learn to read and write, and that's all really fantastic. But we've also got to learn about finances. In my view, it should be in schools from like first grade. Um, it should be finances should be there along with, you know, learning to read and write and English and maths, and it should have finances as well. All kids should learn about this so that they know when they get older, you know, save for a, a deposit for a house, pay off the mortgage, all of that type of thing. It's all really, really important. And people sort of overlook it. And, you know, we teach our kids so many great things, how to be really good people, how to be generous of heart, how to be kind, but why not teach them how to be good with money as well? Why miss that part out? That's just craziness. Um, and then, you know, we've got people that, you know, like say, oh, I'll buy a house when I'm in my 30s or my 40s and then they hit their 50s and they still haven't bought a house and they're worried about where am I going to live when I retire? I mean, I had um, one, uh, one woman... Um, uh, came to see me and she was 60 and she said to me you know I need to work out money I need to learn to manage money I'm 60 and I don't own my own home and I said to her it's not too late she's like I know I know I'm going to have to work till 80 and fortunately I have a really secure job where I can and she's like, I'm going to have to work till I'm 80. Now, she was earning a really, really good income. She was also living a really, really good life. Um, but I said to her, you know, you are going to, <coughs> excuse me, have to change some of your spending habits and really start saving. And she did. And, <coughs> excuse me, and she then was able to buy a one-bedroom apartment, and um, she bought that one-bedroom apartment. She put every single solitary cent she earned into it, but she knew that she was going to then, um, you know, be um, secure for the rest of her life. She was going to at least have a roof over her head. She had quite good superannuation, which she wanted to keep um, so that, you know, when she retired, she could travel and go and see her children and spend time with the children and all of that sort of thing. So, but she really had to save like the blazers and then pay that mortgage off. 
And there's no quick way of doing this. People sort of think, oh, you know, I don't have to do that. I remember when I was in my 20s and I was saving, you know, for my fir- for the deposit for my first um, apartment. And, um, um, and fortunately I didn't have to save a lot because um, I'd um, had a car accident and I'd gotten a settlement from that. So I had a little bit of money from that and then I just built on that. So I was really fortunate. There's no quick way of doing it. There's no shortcut. And and the way of doing this, whether you're 20 or 60, is exactly the same and it won't change unless you get an inheritance and you're lucky enough to do that. But most of us, you know, if we get an inheritance, it's in our 50s, 60s or 70s. So don't count on the inheritance. It's nice if it happens, but don't count on it. So for the rest of us, we've got to save a deposit, save 5 or 10 or 20% deposit, and then we have to start with a one- or a two-bedroom unit, pay as much of that off as we possibly can, and then move up, move up to a sem, move up to a house, and then we, you know, move up the scale. We get to the big McMansion, um, you know, raise your kids and all of that in the big McMansion, and then you work your way back down again. And that's how you do it. It never changes. It doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 60. It's exactly the same regardless of what age you are. You need to save for a deposit, start small, grow big. Um, You know, and I've um, had lots of young people say to me, I want the four-bedroom house and the this and the that and the next. And I just, you're not going to get it. Like unless you're earning, you know, Two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year that can support that sort of mortgage. You're not going to get it for another ten or fifteen years. You need to start with the one or the two bedroom apartment and work your way up. Um, and that's how you get it. I got it that way. My parents got it that way. You know, people younger than me got it that way. That's the starting point. Save up, save a deposit for a one or a two-bedroom unit, buy that, pay as much of that mortgage off as you possibly can, and then you move up. Of course, if you're in your 50s or 60s, you'll just be buying the one-bedroom unit, getting that paid off as quickly as you possibly can, and then you can um, look at retiring if that's what you want to do. But it's not, you know... It's no different at 50 or 60 than it was at 20, and people think it was. And when I was in my 20s and saving for my first apartment, my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, why are you You're in your 20s? Why are you saving for your first apartment? I did it because I was sick of paying rent, and that's just dead money. And I was raised by, you know, parents that said, buy an apartment as quickly as you possibly can. So I bought an apartment. You know, in my when I was about 27, um, which was, you know, like all my friends were like, Oh, you, you know, what are you doing? You buy a property when you're married, you don't do it beforehand. Um, and that's just nonsense. You know, you cannot rely on somebody else, you know, man, woman, whatever, parent, whatever, to provide you with your own home. You've got to do it yourself. And as I said, you start small and you work your way up. So as I said, when I was in my 20s and I was saving for my deposit and then I bought my first place, which was a um, two-bedroom apartment, 
um, which I needed because I needed to rent out one of the bedrooms to be able to pay the mortgage. And so um, and so that's how I did it. And that's how everyone does it. No one, no one does it any differently. And friends that were saying to me, oh, my God, what are you doing? You're crazy, blah, blah, blah. They then got to their 40s and then had to buy their first apartment. So I already had like nearly 20 years, you know, I was 20 years ahead of them in terms of mortgage repayments. So when they were buying their first one or two bedroom apartment at, at 40, which I bought at 20, I was, you know, moving up into like a really nice house. Um, and it was just that I had started 20 years earlier, not anything else. If they'd done the same as me, they would have been in exactly the same position. So my point is it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, you start the same way. You save a deposit, you buy a one- or two-bedroom unit. If you're in your 20s, then you'll be able to move up to a, a, you know, a semi or a terrace or, you know, a bigger place and then a bigger place. Um, and then, funnily enough, as you get older, you just want something smaller so you go back down the chain to something smaller. But then you have a nest egg. You know, you have something where you can maybe buy two apartments. As you're going back down, you sell the big house, you buy you know, something for you to live in and maybe an investment property as well. So we'll talk more about this after the break. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be back in just a moment. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, and, yes, come and work with me, book a discovery call, and let's see if we're a good fit. Or if you'd prefer, 
um, go to my website and there are some lovely gifts there for you to download and then you'll get on the mailing list. And every couple of weeks I send you um, an email with um, just either what I'm up to or some really good um, hints about money and things to do with money. It's not just about money. Um, money encompasses so much. Money encompasses, you know, your lifestyle um, and um, your anxiety. You know, sometimes people are really ang anxious and really worried because they don't know how to deal with money. And so there's no good or bad time. You're not too old. You're not too young. If you know you feel that you should be learning more about money, then start learning right now. It's the perfect time. The perfect time is now. There's not ever going to be any better time. It's like when's the best time to have a child? You know, if you wait for the best time to have a child, you'll probably never have a child. If you wait for the best time to learn about money, you'll probably never learn about money. And the thing is, it's so easy. I know. I remember when I was, you know, in my 20s and I hated money. I, like if you told me in my 20s that I would be sitting here talking about money and how easy it was and how much I love learning about money, I would have said to you, you are crackers, absolutely crackers. I hate money. I don't understand money. I have no interest in money. That would have been my response in my 20s. I have absolutely no interest in money. And then, you know, I learned um, from Louise Hay about money my, or about mindset. And then I thought, you know what, it's really about time. I did something about my money mindset. You know, me hating money is just not the way to go. And so, and so I did. I changed my money mindset. And, oh, my God, it changed my money skill set as well. And um, then I started earning a lot of money, um, which was fantastic, but I didn't have the skill set. So I was earning a lot of money, but I was spending a lot of money as well. And I didn't have the skill set to save. Now it's all changed. So I know how you know, I know exactly where you're at. I know exactly how you're thinking. I know exactly how you're feeling because I've been there, I've done that. I was absolutely where you are now and I completely and utterly changed, did a huge 180 um, and now I like talking about money, teaching people about money and changing people's lives. That's really what I like. I really love changing people's lives. I love people that, are, you know, come to me and go, oh, my God, like I'm never going to learn this stuff. Like I wish I could just hand this over to someone else. And within three or six months of saying to me, oh, my God, I've got savings. I've got no debts. I can actually see my financial future. I can plan. I've got a one-year plan. I've got a three-year plan. I've got a five-year plan. I know in five years I'm going to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm going to have a property and, you know, um, I'll have a mortgage, but I can pay that mortgage off in 10 years and then I can buy another investment property and here's my plan. And it's like, oh, my goodness, and yet just months before that same person was like, there is no way 
I can learn this. There is no way I'm ever going to think this is fun. This is always going to be like, oh, my God, do I really have to learn this crap? Do I have to learn this shit? And they literally come kicking and screaming of, oh, my goodness, I'm only learning this because life is so bad and I'm so worried about money and I'm so worried about my future that I suppose I'll learn this because I have to. And within months they're like, this isn't that hard, this is way more fun than I thought. Oh, my goodness, you know, I have control of my life you know, not just my finances, but I have control of my life. I can actually dream a future. I can think of owning a property and having, in you know, a share portfolio and traveling. And, you know, if I have kids, actually having time off with, a, with my kids, like I can dream a future that I never thought I could dream of before. And that's what it's all about. And that's why I love it so much. And, you know, at the moment, there's what I'm calling a silent epidemic of women over 50 who, you know, don't have a roof over their head. They're effectively homeless and they're becoming what we call grey nomads. Um, and we've always had lots and lots of grey nomads in Australia. And that's usually been a husband and wife who have retired that have bought a caravan or something like that and they travel around Australia. But they usually had um, an apartment or something to, you know, come home to. Um, but these women over 50 don't. They are grey nomads but they're there because they are essentially homeless. That is all they can afford. And I don't want that to be any one of you listening. You know, it's great if you want to travel around in a caravan because that's your choice. But this isn't a choice. This is because this is all these women can afford. They can't afford to rent or buy anything. Um, and they say, they, you know, I'm over 50. I can't afford to rent or buy. Um, there's no hope for me. And here's the thing. There is still hope for you. You may be over 50. And yes, you may want to, you may have to get back into the workforce um, and buy something small and pay it off. Um, but at least then you um, have a roof over your head. And the funny thing is, there's so many different ways of doing things. So, you know, people they might be, you know, in their 50s and and have a small amount of money. And then you know, they might not be, they might not be able to buy like a one or two bedroom house in Sydney, but they might be able to buy, you know, a one bedroom apartment quite cheaply outside of Sydney. And then they can, you know, buy it, put tenants in there that pay the rent. And then they can still be the grey nomad that they want to be. But when they decide in 10 years or 15 years, I don't want this anymore. By that stage, their apartment will probably be pretty much paid off and they've got somewhere to live then. And, and this is the thing. Sometimes you just need to think out of the box. Now, will it work for everybody? No. Will it work for a few people? Hell yeah. And if it works for those few people and they get their um, 
you know, they're able to have choices. And that's what it's all about. Money gives you choices. Money isn't good or bad. It just gives you choices. That's all it does. People say to me, you know, why do you talk so much about money? Why do you want to teach people about money? Why do you want to learn about money? Because money gives you choices. That's all it gives you. You know, someone said, Um, to me a couple of weeks ago, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. And I said, well, maybe not, but it certainly buys you a better class of misery. Um, And they laughed. Um, And they said, that's true. And I said, really, point to millionaires or billionaires that are really, really unhappy. Now, of course, there are some that are really unhappy. Um, and always have been and always will be. But they will probably would have been unhappy whether they were, you know, rich or poor. Like unhappiness doesn't necessarily have anything to do with money. You're not going to be happy if you have um, a lot of money. If you're miserable poor, you're probably going to be miserable rich. But at least, like I said, you're going to have a better class of misery, a nicer home. You might be able to travel or go to the opera or go to the ballet, but you can do things. You have choices, and that's what money gives you. Money gives you choices. That's it. doesn't do anything more than that. It just gives you choices, choices of how you want to live. Do you want to travel overseas or what exactly do you want to do? So um, um. That's why I want people to learn about money so they have the choice. They have the choice of staying home and raising their kids if they want to. They don't have to go out to work Um, and they have the choice to travel. They have the choice, you know, to go to the opera or the ballet. They, you know, just so many more choices. Whatever it is for you that you want to choose, you will have the, the opportunity to make those choices if you have been financially savvy um, throughout your life. And it can start from, the you know, your 20s. There was a man that was um, on the news and I think he was about 38 and he had decided that by the time he was 40 he was going to be mortgage-free. And once he was mortgage-free, that's it. He wasn't going to work anymore. He was going to retire. And he managed to do that by the time he was 38. He paid off his mortgage and that's it. He retired. And um, he just, you know, went to the beach every day and, you know, slept in, went and had coffee with friends, went down to the beach every day and had a really, really lovely life. And he was like, you know, working to your 60 or 70, that's for the, you know, that's not for me. That's never going to be for me. Like My parents did that. I watched them do that forever. I don't want to do that. I have no intentions of doing that. I've got a fully paid off home. If I ever marry, you know, I can stay at home and raise the kids um, and, um, you know, and that would be like a lovely life. Um, And he said, you know, I'd really love to do that get married, stay at home, raise my kids. Um, If my wife wants to go out and work, that's fine. If she doesn't, well, that's fine too. So, again, it's just a choice and that's what being financially savvy gives you and that's why you are never too old or too young 
to learn about money. Um, on that note, let's go to a break. I'm Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be back in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on Inspired Choices Network. And today we've been talking about um, are you too old or too young to learn about money? And um, if you've just tuned in, then um, the quick answer is you're never too old or too young to learn about money. And you can always change your financial situation. You know, if you're one of these um, women who's over 50 and you're looking down a retirement thinking, how on earth am I going to retire? Then, you know, contact me, book a discovery call and let's have a chat and see, you know, if we can work together and really change your money um, situation, really turn around your finances. And sometimes it's way, way easier than you think. Um, and I was saying earlier, I've worked with women who um, are in their late 50s or early 60s and they earn a really, really good income and they have totally turned their finances around um, to, you know, worrying about how they were going to retire, to retiring, um, you know, with um, uh, living in a nice owning a nice one-bedroom apartment in Sydney and having um, money in their superannuation fund and then going on to have a really nice, comfortable retirement. So, you know, don't think, oh, my goodness, I'm in my 40s or 50s or 60s and I can never learn, I can't ever turn this around. You can always turn it around. And similarly, if you've got young children, don't think, oh, my kids are too young to learn about money. Absolutely not. They are never too young to learn about money. And I mean, kids, you know, love learning about money. I mean, how many of us had a um, lemonade stand when we were a kid? And, you know, we were trying to earn money. We'd made all the lemonade and, you know, got our parents to buy the lemons and, you know, help us make the lemonade and then we sold you know a glass of lemonade for five cents I think it was back then and um, I think it's gone up to a dollar now but you know um that just shows you kids want to learn about money they want to earn their own money they want to be able to buy stuff you know um, where they've earned the money and 
they're proud of themselves. You know, kids come home from a lemonade stand and they're like, Mom, Dad, look how, you know, I earned $5 or I earned $25 or whatever the amount is. And they're really proud of themselves. And so it's a really great way of, you know, building on that and, um, um, and teaching them, teaching them to save, you know, you've, you're earning a dollar a week, you save 70 cents, you spend 30 cents or whatever the amount is. Um, I'm talking about really young kids that might be five and they, their pocket money for their jobs that they do is a dollar a week. And then as they get older, they get more pocket money. But um, kids should always get a little bit of pocket money. It really teaches them about money. And the other interesting way to teach people, uh, teach kids about money is by playing Monopoly. And um, I remember, I was thinking about this this morning, I used to play Monopoly when I was a kid and, um, like, I was always determined that I'd have them, you know, get the most houses and you, you know, landed on one of my houses and I, you know, charged you rent. <laughs> Just shows, like, nothing's changed. Um, but it's a really great way of um, teaching kids about money. And I think it was in Rich Dad, Poor Dad that, um, they, you know, um, the author, John Kiyosaki, I think his name is, was he said Monopoly is a really good way of teaching kids about money. It's a fun way of teaching kids about money. And so it's all of those types of things that we can do, you know, to teach our kids about money, to teach them, you know, that to save up and to buy a house and then you rent the house out and some, you know, you put tenants in, you know, if you land on that person's house where you're a tenant, you have to pay rent. Um, so it's a really good way of teaching kids about money and it's a really fun way as well. And you'll also see, you know, um, you know, kids, um, how kids naturally feel about money. So you'll have some kids like me that are hugely competitive and want, you know, as many houses as they can get and they charge everyone rent. And, you know, you'll have, other kids like my sister who was far more sanguine, she was like, oh, well, whatever, you know, if I buy a house, I buy a house, and if I don't, I don't. And of course, you know, get into adulthood and we're still very similar to that. We're still, you know, I'm still like, she's still very sanguine about it and I'm still um, not so much competitive but much more ordered with my finances. So um, you are never too old, never too young. Go and buy Monopoly um, and teach your kids about finances. And um, it's a fun way to teach them. And then, of course, you can, um, you know, give them pocket money and they, that's the second way that they can learn. And there are many, many kids, and when I say kids, I mean people under 18 that are entrepreneurs, and there are many, many more um, people in their late teens and in their 20s who are entrepreneurs and go on, you know, some of them make a fortune. Mark Zuckerberg, as we know, he made a fortune. Lots of people, um, lots of tech people have made a fortune. You know, the tech billionaires and millionaires have made an absolute fortune. 
um, the Australian couple that started Google and then they sold it. They're, up, they're billionaires and they made an absolute fortune from it. So, And they were in their 20s and 30s when they uh, set Google up. So, you know, it gives people a really good start to their life if you teach them early about money and um, if you think, I don't have the skills to teach them about money because I'm not particularly good with money myself, then go and buy Monopoly because it's a really great way of teaching kids about money in a really fun environment. Um, and I'd never thought about that until I read Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, John Kiyosaki pointed it out and said, Monopoly is a really great way of teaching kids about money. And I thought back to my childhood and I thought, yeah, I loved playing Monopoly when I was a kid. And um, and then, you know, it's um, now years and years later, um, you know, I like teaching and learning about money. And I like getting the word out there that you are never too young or too old to learn about money. So take that story out of your head. No matter what age you are, you can learn about money and you can make it fun. You can just go and play games of Monopoly with friends. Um, that is a great way of learning about um, money. Um, or you can book a discovery call with me and we can see if we can work together. Or you can get onto um, my list, just download one of the, the gifts on my website and you'll get on my list. And then you'll find out when the courses um, are coming out. Or you can email me and just say, you know, when are you doing your next money course? This is what I want to learn. And, um, and I'd like to do it in a group setting. So if you do that, you know, that's perfectly fine as well. So I hope um, I have changed your mindset so that you are no longer fearful of learning about money and you know that today is the perfect day to learn about money. And don't delay if you don't want to um, learn from um, do a course with me or work one-on-one -on -one with me, then go and buy my book, um, and um and learn from that or go and buy all the books go and buy my book john kiyosaki's book go and buy them all and read them all and learn as much as you can possibly learn from all of us um and my book of course is called dream a big life so go and buy that and that will give you um you know the how to the how to change your um financial situation how to change your relationship with money it's a really fantastic book it's so so easy to follow and I've had so many people say to me oh my goodness it was so easy to implement what you said and I did it and it has really changed um, my finances both immediately and long term so go and buy that book I'd show it to you but I don't have one next to me and I can't wait to see you next week when we are talking about if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Um, and that um, Zig Ziglar, I think, was the first one to say. Um, Thank that. you for listening to It Starts With a Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one -on -one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern 
8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.